Paraphernalia comes to our house to stay To wash the cups and saucers up and brush the crumbs away To shoo the chickens off the porch and clean the hearth And make the beds and earn a board and keep And all of us other children when the supper dishes are done We sit around the kitchen fire and have the most as fun A listening to the ghost tales that granny tell about And the goblins that get you if you don't watch out There was a little boy who never said his prayers And he had to go to bed away upstairs His mama heard him holler and his pappy heard him scream And when they turned the covers down, he wasn't there at all They seeked him in the rafter room and cubby hole and press They seeked him in the living room and everywhere, I guess But all they ever found of him was his pants and roundabouts And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. There was a little girl who always laughed and grinned and made fun of everyone and all of her blood and kin. And once when there was company and old folks was there, she mocked them and she shocked them and said she didn't care. At this she kicked her heels to start to run and hide. There was two big old black things that standing by her side. They snatched her through the ceiling before she knowed what she was about. And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. Little orphan Annie says when the blaze is blue and the lamp sputters and the wind goes woo, you better mind your parents and your teachers fond and dear and cherish them to love you and dry the orphan's tear and help the poor and needy that cluster all about or the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. Hey guys. Hey guys. And thanks for tuning in to the 6th. I think this is the 6th, and I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And we are your hosts for A Strange Thing Podcast. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been a while. I had uh, one hella the last couple of weeks, a few weeks. You had a what? Hellafa. A hellafa? Yeah. A hellafa last hellafa couple weeks. last couple weeks. Why? What, what happened? I know what it well, was. Well, first, we had a... A baby come into our lives. Baby B. Baby Bennett. Baby Bennett. Bennett Burrito. Burrito Bendito. Benito Burrito. Benito Burrito Bendito Bennett. Yeah. And uh, that was an ordeal in itself. Yeah. Ended up having a C-section. Yep. Not you, but your your wife (laughs) did. That'd be way... (laughs) That'd be one heck of an ordeal. And uh, staying in the hospital for a while, and then I got sick, and she's recovering from a very dramatic... Or traumatic. And that's why, traumatic. if people are listening, um, why it's been almost a full month yep. since we did our last episode. Newborn babies are hard. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot well, of work. Well, for those of you who have had babies, they know what you're talking about. For those yeah. that haven't, just trust us. Having babies is a whole different dynamic in your life. Yep, it is. It's but crazy. You wouldn't chain it, or you wouldn't trade it for anything. No. Maybe a motorcycle. A, a, a quiet baby. <laughs> quiet baby. But anyway, it's been a while. It's good to be back in front of the microphones. Mm-hmm. And we are going to continue today our topic of spooky things in a strange place. Mm-hmm. And in our last episode, we talked about two locations. And we're going to forget about the second location for today. We're going to talk about the first location, which is... Milner's Gate. Milner's really, Gate. Really focus our lenses on Milner's Gate today. Yeah, we're going to like dive right down into it mm-hmm. and we're going to listen to a few audio excerpts from people who actually have experienced some Actual of the phenomena. interview stories. Yes. That'll be really cool. Yes, it'll be fun. They're going to tell us their experiences. We also have a guest um, person who decided to go ahead and give us his story when he was a little kid of his mm-hmm. experience with mm-hmm. Hatman. 
Oh, cool. Before Hatman, he even knew what Hatman was. Oh, that makes it a little more credible. Yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, when we're talking about Hatman, it's basically a shadow person, but so it's a type of shadow person. There's this phenomenon. Phenomena. 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 Okay, bad. Of, <laughs> of people seeing similar things, and they're often right. they see it like in bed. Yeah. In the middle of the night, they've got like sleep paralysis and this figure is in their room and they can't identify it as somebody they know or even as a person. It's like it's darker than the surrounding area. Yeah. And it's not like solid. It's like a shadow on a like wall. A vapor. Vaporish. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So they, people are seeing this thing all over the world. Yeah. People often see one that has a hat on. They call it Hat Man. Mm-hmm. I think there's one they call the old hag. It's like an old lady. Mm-hmm. And been over. That yeah. one's kind of been known to like sit on your chest and stuff. Ooh. Like hold you down. Ew. There's some other ones too. Although those haven't been seen at Milner's Gate. No, no, no. Hat these Man. are just yeah, yeah, types exactly. of these kind of ghoulish it's the ghosty figures that you see called shadow people. So. Category, category. Shadowgory. Did I say shadowgory? No, but I oh, did. That was really That's cool. A, I like the word. Shadowgory. Shadowgory. We're going to get a, a copyright on that. Yep. Shadowgory. Shadowgories. Anyway. Make a game <laughs> called Shadowgories. Yeah. So, Milner's Gate, there have been at least four um, people that have seen a shadow person with a hat, and they called him Hat Man. Mm. But his names, as far as what they're talking about, his name is actually James. James. And the name came... And we touched on this briefly in our last episode. There were some people who saw the video from Milner's Gate of the chair sliding out that became kind of a YouTube phenomena. Mm-hmm. And they came up, they asked if they could come up and they came up and they're a family and they're one of them's a medium and they have like ghost um, gear. EMF detectors. Or- yeah. And, and yeah. So they brought up this, and they had a box that it's called the Ghost Box, mm-hmm. and you can Google that and see what that is. And we're going to talk about technology used for ghost hunting, but we're going to do that later. That's another episode. But anyway, this box they asked what the name of this apparition was, and it replied, "James." James. I'm imagining it sounded like this, <laughs> James. I, I think it sounded more like James. James, 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 like that. What if it was like James <laughs> or James or Jameson or Jamie Hamus? Hamus. <laughs> I've got an itchy Hamus. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's move on. So what happened was this named the entity or the experiences that people were having. So they went around and started calling this apparition James. Mm -hmm. And along with that, Brian, the manager there that kind of brought this to everybody's attention, started leaving a drink occasionally downstairs on the bar because downstairs in Milner's gate, they have like a whole nother bar and Mm -hmm. like a conference area. Pretty cool. And he started leaving a, a little, little shot of whiskey down there for James pretty sweet i actually saw brian this last weekend did you over thanksgiving and i asked him if we saw if he's had any more james run-ins he's like not really lately yeah he did tell me though there was another lady who had experienced seeing hat man and she wanted to tell her story and he was going to record it for us but he hasn't done it yet right so that's coming we'll do that in another episode but we've got a few of them lined up and ready to go today before we do that 
I think we should go back to somebody's first perceptions of an entity that has a hat on. And I think that would be a great way to introduce kick it off? my introduce. buddy Brian. Okay. Who Different le- Brian, different Brian. Yeah, different different Brian, not Brian my brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. My this uncle. is Brian my coworker that I used to work with. Ex-coworker. Ex-coworker. And uh, just a little background on this guy. He is a a shooter for <laughs> The videography seals. No, oh. no, he did a lot of work with the military. In oh. fact, he's been, oh, he cool. worked with NASA. He worked with the army. Hmm. He's done a lot of really cool stuff. He spent some time in the North pole. Oh. I mean, this guy's, he's, he's been around and he's a video shooter and he's shot a lot of video and he's also a producer and a director. He's a great guy. But when he was young, he had an encounter with Hatman. Cool. And rather than me describe that, I'm just going to let him do it in his own words. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. Roll the footage. Um, I was probably about 12 years old, and uh, I'd grown up in Colorado. <clears throat> Excuse me. My family had just moved to Northern Virginia, and uh, we had rented a house for a year. And this house was just kind of a nondescript colonial two stories in an older neighborhood um, and it had uh, four bedrooms three bedrooms upstairs one bedroom downstairs and uh, I have one sister so as the boy I got assigned the downstairs bedroom everybody else slept upstairs and there was also a guest room one of the three bedrooms upstairs was a guest bedroom so um, I had my downstairs room, which I thought was great at first because I could hang out there with my friends and we had the whole, basically the whole basement to play in. And um, after we had lived there for about probably three or four months, I started having these weird things happen to me in that downstairs bedroom. And the biggest one was I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would hear voices coming from the closet. And I know that sounds like typical, uh, you know, kid nightmare kind of stuff, but I would wake up, be fully awake, and it would sound like multiple people inside the closet talking, low voices, and it would just scare the crap out of me. So this happened a few times. I told my parents, they said, nah, you're you're dreaming Um, but I felt like it was real and one night I was sleeping downstairs I woke up um, and I heard those voices in the closet and it scared me so much that I got up um, and I went upstairs to the guest bedroom which was close to my parents room and I thought this seems safe so I laid down in the bed in that guest bedroom and uh, thought maybe I could go to sleep. I closed my eyes for a second. Maybe I had gone to sleep, but I woke up suddenly in the middle of the night and in the darkness of the room with the window facing me, a little bit of light coming through, there was a shape at the end of the bed. It was a tall, completely dark figure, a silhouette basically in front of the window and I could make out the shoulders, I could make out the head, and it had a huge hat on its head. 
And of course that scared the literal crap out of me. I screamed, um, the figure didn't move. I could tell it was looking at me, even though I didn't see any eyes. Um, I screamed, my uh, father woke up, came into the room, turned on the light, and there was nothing there. The thing was gone. But that really uh, shook me. And so this was way back in the maybe the early 70s. Um, no one had heard of Hatman. No one had heard of the internet at that point. Um, I had nothing to compare it to what I had seen. But I had been studying um, South America in school. And one of the things we, we were studying were the uh, South American, I think they were Argentinian cowboys called gauchos and they wore these big kind of floppy hats and that's all I had to compare it to so I told my friends I told my family that this thing had been in the room and it was a gaucho it was a South American cowboy big floppy hat and um, you know because that's all I had to compare it to <clears throat> so it wasn't for many years and I told people this story all my friends, my family, for years and years and years, I told this story about how I had woken up one night and had seen this thing in my room wearing a hat. Um, it wasn't until about probably, gosh, 1998, maybe, 99, that I happened to hear, uh, maybe it was a George Norrie show or something like that, um, where they talked about this hat man who would appear in people's rooms at night a tall dark figure wearing a hat and I just froze and the hair on my neck stood up and I thought that is really weird because that's what I had seen and so I went online and I looked up hat man first time I'd ever heard that word and sure enough there were some artist renditions of this hat man and it just scared me to death when I saw it like I said, the hair stood up on the back of my neck. I got all tingly. That's what I had seen that night all those years ago. I had no hat man reference for it at the time, but I knew that's what it was. It looked exactly like what I had seen. And so, and I never saw anything after that. I never, never again saw a hat man, never heard voices in my closet. Um, and maybe you know, it, it was, it was a dream. I don't know. But the weird thing about that hat, like how would I have come up with that on my own? So the takeaway for me is that now I know that what I saw was something real because other people have seen the exact same thing. And the other thing I've decided is that when I hear someone describe a hat man encounter, I believe them because I saw it too. And I don't know what it is, I don't know what it was, I don't know what other people are seeing, but that hat, there's something about that hat. Okay, I just gotta do a thank you to Brian for sending us that story. He recorded that on his way to McCall, Idaho in his car. It's awesome. So he was driving up there reflecting on the past. This is something that happened to him when he was a young kid, probably 40 years in the past. And it stuck with him until this very day. Nice. And he gave us a good layout of yeah. who Hatman is and kind of 
He didn't yeah. really go into who shadow people are or what shadow people are. But yeah, and I find it really strange. Kind of, yeah. That here he is telling a story about this encounter with an apparition that is the same structure yeah. as the apparitions that are being seen in Milner's Gate. Milner's Gate, yeah. It's and crazy. it's not just limited to Milner's Gate. I mean, this is a phenomena that's worldwide. Right. And, and what I did is I Googled Hatman. Yeah. And I kind of took a mental image of who he is. He's just this shadowy figure with a hat, kind of a duster jacket, uh-huh. real black, real tall, real slim. And then I Googled Gaucho. Which is what he called Hatman uh, yeah, before he even what knew what Hatman was. And, I mean, yeah, they look like the hat shape is the same. If you were to silhouette a picture of a Gaucho kicking his way through a saloon door, yeah, you would pretty much have this hat man shadow person yeah which which you said pretty regularly seen kind of look like zorro yeah i said it looks like zorro uh yeah the the the, hat the the, yeah kind of a flat brimmed hat that's really wide really wide keeps the sun off of you not like a sombrero because my first you know when people talked about you know hat man and i was thinking especially when brian called him gaucho i was thinking a big sombrero sombrero yeah, but if you He's Google it, you'll see all these images of these very wide, broad-brimmed hats. Clint Eastwood wears one yes. in a movie. That, that's an, the other thing I told yeah. you. Kind of reminded me of. Okay, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> I can't whistle. That was. It was like, yeah, like that. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that's that. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I think he wears. Yeah, when he's a gunfighter. He wears that kind of hat. It's just kind of a flat-looking yeah. kind of basic hat shape. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, to hear Brian's story, so here he was, this little kid, frozen in fear, telling people about this. Let's just do a quick math. So let's say Brian is in his mid-50s. Mm-hmm. I'm one. being generous, Brian. Yep. But anyway, mid-50s. The power of three. And he was 13. Let's say, that, let's say 40 years ago. Square root. Of so 40 years ago would have been pineapple. 1980. 80. So in 1980, <laughs> yes, we can do math. Poorly, but we can do math. In 1980, somewhere around there, there's this little kid hiding in his downstairs bedroom alone, seeing a guy wearing a hat in his, in room, his room with no eyes because he's just a shadow person. A tall person. Yeah. I- I remember being a little kid, and tall people are, are intimidating as it is. Waking up in the middle of the night, yeah, seeing one over your bed with a hat, with a kind of a disfigured hat, you know, yeah. it would be creepy. It would, yeah. And weren't you saying that a lot of stories have like that that figure, like sitting on people's chest or something, holding them down and yeah. they can't move? A lot of it is like sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and your mind's maybe filling in blanks or something. I don't know. But, yeah, they feel like they can't move. They're paralyzed with fear. But you hear that a lot with these kind of mystical, paranormal stories where, okay, so like, uh, what is that guy in Chicago? The owl, Ghostbusters? Owl person? Mothman. Oh, my, oh my like, What are you talking about? You see, Mothman, that a lot yeah. in the, mm-hmm. you see that a lot in these paranormal things like Mothman. People say they saw Mothman and they were just frozen. Yeah, and they, they couldn't, couldn't move. move, or they they mm-hmm. saw the old hag shadow person, or they saw Hatman. And they couldn't, couldn't move. move. They were just paralyzed. So have you ever had an experience of not being able to move, whether it's like in real life or maybe in a dream? I've had dreams where I couldn't move, for sure. Yeah, me too. I used to have this dream pretty regularly, 
But I would go to bed, and in the middle of the night, there would be this really long, thin snake. What? That would slither into our house, and it would actually eat your stomach. And it was like laying over your bed and eating you, and mom was asleep. And I knew it was in there, but I couldn't get out of bed. That is a really weird dream. You don't, you don't remember me maybe ever telling you? I never, I don't remember it, but I never was eaten by a snake in my bed. Yeah, maybe you have a tapeworm, you don't know about it. And I'm like <laughs> I secretly wish. aware. Maybe I'd lose some weight if I had a tapeworm. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a weird dream. But I, had, you know, I think that's I, the only time I can remember having like sleep paralysis or like where I want to get up and I feel like I have to get up, but I just uh, am not capable yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And then I've had like freezing moments where... Like you you're know, trying like, to run and you can't because your legs are too heavy. You're well, like in, in a dream. Sand. No, I've had like like uh, I thought somebody was in our house one time when we just moved in. I got my new son in the house and I thought I heard a noise. I did hear a noise. Shelby heard it too, and I walked out there and I was kind of like leaning into the kitchen from our bedroom and heard a noise and I froze and it was like I had a I had a pocket knife, but I was like. I think I'm actually going to get in a tangle with somebody right now in the garage because there was a noise in the garage. I don't know what it was. That's quite a story. Yeah, I like actually froze up <laughs> and like had to had to like brief which, myself you know, on which, what was going to happen. This top uh, this this gives me an idea. We need to do a series on strange dreams. Yeah, that would be fun. Not just like a strange dream, but a recurring strange dream, something that happens that people experience. So let's just say, hey, guys, if you've had a weird dream that reoccurs. I got several of those. Yeah. And Amber's probably got some, too. Oh, I'm sure. My daughter. Yeah, I'm sure she got some. But I think we should get, like, our listeners, if you have a strange reoccurring dream, record it, write it down, send it to us at mystory@astrangething.com, And we can call it Strange Thing in Dreamland. Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. But Mr. Sandman's strange thing. I just threw a rabbit hole on a rabbit hole. Yeah, you did. But, okay, let's, uh, let's steer back let's, uh, to... Okay, so we have this apparition that's appearing at Milner's Gate. Mm-hmm. Not only at Milner's Gate, but apparently 40 worldwide. years ago with Brian yeah. and worldwide. Yeah. So this is one of the weird things. We're going to talk about different apparitions later, but we're going to try to focus in on the weird things going on at Milner's Gate because I think that gives us a launch pad on the kind of apparitions that maybe we can discuss later. Right. Especially if we combine Milner's Gate with our next episode, which will be about the sanitarium in Gooding, Idaho, the tuberculosis mm-hmm. hospital. So because there are different kinds of there are different kinds of apparitions. Right. So anyway, now let's go on to our next story. Which is another story about an experience. It's vocalized by one of the um, employees at Milner's Gate. And let's listen to what she has to say. So one of the one of the employees at Milner's Gate is having this experience. Yeah, one of the employees had Brian record this story. Okay, and this is something that happened to this employee? Right. Oh, yep. cool. Yep. They're not just like telling a story they heard there. Nope, this is an experience she had at Milner's Gate. Oh, cool. All right, let's, let's roll. Listen to it. My name is Esmeralda Pena. I am one of the managers here at Milner's Gate. And since I started working here, I've actually had a lot of paranormal experiences here. Um, I often close by myself when all the the rest of the staff has gone home when I'm doing my reports or paperwork. Um, And I started about a month or two after I 
um, after we opened, when I started working here, I started hearing noises downstairs, like loud, like it sounded like furniture being moved around. And it's super scary, especially when you're here by yourself. So um, it was kind of self, I mean, it was kind of gratifying when the video came out with the bar stools being moved around because it confirmed for me that I wasn't actually hearing things, that there seriously was furniture being moved around downstairs. There was another occasion when um, I went down the stairs to lock some of the doors and I walked past our boiler room area. And as I was passing the doorway, I heard the loudest um, sound like, like a cage door being slammed shut. It was so loud and it scared the living daylights out of me. Um, there is no cage doors in that room. I cannot figure out to this day what in the world that noise could have been. It was so close to my ear. There was no imagining that. Um, I've also had uh, some experiences um, up in the dining room area where we, we've seen, uh, we have candle holders that are actually stemless wine uh, glasses and we put the candles inside of them twice now those things have um, it seems like they just fly off the walls and go crashing down it's it's kind of crazy but yeah those are some of the experiences that I've had obviously that was recorded in the restaurant yeah probably. there's like the hustle and bustle going on in the background yeah, probably up on that little upper layer that'd be cool that yeah that was kind of cool thank yeah. you it was esmeralda, esmeralda. pin pinya yeah thank you for that esmeralda. um multiple experiences there yeah not shadow man per se but weird things happening you know and i know that like when you go someplace and there's this expectation of weird things happening you're like mm -hmm. on high alert for that but this was at the start before all the crazy stuff. This yeah. was at before the they level the first floor of yeah. the crazy. This is before they caught the right. the stools moving on the security cameras. Right. She even says it kind of yeah. gives her like some peace because then she's like, like she's oh, not I'm not crazy. insane. Yeah. Everybody's insane apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's going crazy there at Milner's Gate. But, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Insane. Which, which by the way, Milner's Gate, they are now doing their own beers they have their own beers on tap okay. at milner's gate so if you're in the twin falls area and you want to go try some craft beer go to milner's gate have a tuna tower oh my oh gosh my and some beer yep. yeah that'd be, be great it'd be awesome um so anyway back to she the said the one thing about those uh, stemless wine glasses with candles in them yeah falling off flying off flying you know, off. she said they kind of like projected or i think she said flying off yeah so they didn't just like, oh, yeah, something I shook. I had an experience like that once. I'm pretty sure it was just the the way things were laid out. Mm -hmm. Where? At our house. We had a condo in Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. The blue That condo. was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was Elder probably you. the first time I've been scared of like a ghost. You're like 10 or 11. I don't know. Okay, we'll keep going because I'm going to tell a story about that place. I know the story about the place, and it freaks me out even more because of that. And we I knew didn't about know it at the time. I know we didn't tell you guys because we knew it'd freak you out. Yeah, this condo we lived in in Salt Lake was kind of in a community, you know, condo community. Mm -hmm. um, it was three floors, a basement with like a walkout kind of balcony yeah, area yeah, that stepped down. Out. It was yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. uh, middle floor with a kitchen, basically, it's just a kitchen and family room, and then you. 
go upstairs bedrooms. and there's three bedrooms and maybe like a closet and a bathroom, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm upstairs by myself. Everybody's downstairs. And one of the neighbor kids let me borrow a Snoop Dogg CD. And you guys were a little um, restrictive on the, the music that I would listen to. Um, not a yeah, lot of rap being played at our house. Li- not a little F-bombs DC being talk yeah, or some yeah. weird Christian <laughs> rapper. <laughs> which hey, just, you love that stuff. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of like snug upstairs. <laughs> And I put, I had that big silver boombox. Boom box. It mm-hmm. was like three pieces that like kind of clicked together. It was a six disc changer in the top, I think. Yeah. And I put Snoop Dogg in and I'm kind of listening to it loud, but not loud Feeling enough. guilty, probably. Kind of a little bit guilty. And I had a stack of CDs on top of one of the speakers. And the top of the speakers are completely flat. And I had to actually like process this when it happened because I'm sitting there listening to this music and I'm not really thrilled because it is Snoop Dogg. (laughs) And all of a sudden that stack of CDs, it didn't just fall off of the speaker. It like was projected off the speaker. Like actually like they like separated in the air as they flew across my room. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) I grabbed that CD Rode my bike over, gave it back to the guy. So you were like, like, "Oh my I'm gosh, not, I'm busted!" I'm the devil, the Snoop D O double G is the D E V I L. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I never heard about this. No, story. I didn't tell you about it because I was listening to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, well, you know, we were a little conservative, but mainly we just didn't want you to hear a bunch of f bombs and about. Hey, I'm gonna go get all lit up yeah, with my yeah. doobie. No, I know, understand that, that. But, but it was funny uh, and. Maybe as I'm older, and even at the time, I thought, well, maybe the shaking of the speakers, because they are like six-inch speakers in there, and then like a tweeter up above it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was moving the box enough to have it vibrate to where it fell off the edge, kind of in a and it kind of in a sliding out. pattern. Mm-hmm. But knowing what happened in that building, yes, that which, you later had yeah, told so me. we never told the kids about this because we didn't find out about it right away before we moved in. And we were down there in Salt Lake. We moved into this this uh, townhouse. And halfway, and my daughter, who was, I think you were probably 11. She was still, I was young. She was, maybe you were nine. And she was 13 because she was just going into junior high. She wanted the downstairs basement to herself. And, and so she got it. And we found out later that there had been a suicide that a, a young man had hung himself in that basement. Oh, my goodness. So Amber, our 13-year-old precious daughter, is sleeping downstairs, one floor separated from all of us on the top floor. So she's down there, and, you know, we never, I don't know, she had these crazy, what did they call them, um, night terrors? Was that at the... That was at that place. Oh. So she would get up, and, like, she would walk around in, in like, a dream state, but she'd walk around and just be terrified. Oh, I thought that was at the bitter house. No, she did it there too, but it started oh, at this place. Oh, well, maybe yeah. she's and, got a... And we wondered if, you know... I, yeah, it kind of <laughs> lingers in the back of your mind. But we were stuck there. We had a yeah. year to lease, so yeah. we didn't know what to do. And uh, Amber, she, um, that's my daughter, she slept down there, and then you were upstairs. Mm-hmm. But there were some weird things that happened there, but that's kind of... I never made that connection before. Yeah. Well, but, you didn't know I had the CD thing. No. Um, you told me about the guy 
the suicide. Yeah. Like when we were moving out, mm-hmm. we had to go through and take all of the nails and 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 out of the wall stuff, and... finishing nails out of the wall. And I remember going downstairs with a hammer because that's a good job for a nine year old. Yeah. Is go pull nails out of the wall where we hung pictures. And yeah, stuff. just yeah. kind of a quick, easy thing that'll make them feel important and it'll kind of help you. So I go around and it had like um, siding or uh, what's that called? Like a veneer board yeah. in the basement. Paneling. Yeah, paneling. And it had a finishing nail in there. So I put the hammer on the finishing nail and, and I was pulling on it and it actually wasn't coming out of the wall. And this is, you just told me about what, that there had been a suicide. Mm-hmm. You probably had to explain to me what a suicide was. Anyway, I start pulling on this nail it's not coming out so i actually am like kind of hanging on the wall with the nail does that make sense yeah you can picture yeah, it you're yeah, holding you, onto a hammer you took it, and you were actually like pulling yourself up on this nail and it popped out and i fell back on the floor and i thought i don't know i just had this thought like like there's a ghost maybe, and he just threw me on the ground and i ran out of there that was a weird that place was that was weird. a weird time in our lives but anyway we survived yep. you survived the ghost in the townhouse. And back to Milner's Gate. Back to Milner's Gate. All the way <laughs> After back. After my rabbit trip. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Weird things happen all over the place. But Milner's Gate has had a lot of weird things happen right. since it opened up. And just her thing, like, have you ever been in a place where you know the noises? She works there. Every right. day she's yeah. there. She's used to it. And then I can imagine insert gate smashing chain mm-hmm. cellar door here. Yeah. And that's what she heard. And that noise doesn't belong there because no, it's every day when you wake up in your house, you maybe hear the furnace, you maybe hear mm-hmm. the clock ticking on the wall and the TV running. But if you heard weird footsteps when the house is empty. Yeah. Or a car door slam in yeah. your living room. Something you'd be like, what makes the you heck? perk right up. It would really get your attention. Yeah. And yeah. that happened to her. There's other stories there. I'm hoping we can get this third story in, which is a hat man story. Okay. So hopefully that will be included in this. But also I want to get back to Milner's Gate. Mm-hmm. So Milner's Gate, historically, if you remember our last episode, we talked about how it was built in 1922 by the Elks. The what was it called? The Benevolent, Benevolent Order and Benevolent, Benevolent Order of the Elks. Benevolent and Fraternal, Fraternal. Order of the Elks. Yes, Father. Yeah, right. I am your son. Fraternal. You are my destiny. I don't know what, what's fraternal mean. What does fraternal mean? It means of or like a brother or brother. So it's definitely a masculine a kind fraternity of fraternity house. We, yeah, fraternity. Oh, yeah. Well, instead of sorority would be the the girl version. Yeah. That but anyway, I want to get back girl. to I got a I got a thing I wanted to anyway, talk about. Anyway, the Elks, the, the Benevolent Elks Fraternal built Elks. the building, the Elks building, mm-hmm. and then it became the ballroom and then it became some other things. But one thing I forgot to really point out is that before it was sold to this development company to make and go through and totally revitalize this building, it was owned by the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that, I think. I, I think we mentioned that it was it, like that. At some point it came up, but yeah. Yeah. So the Freemasons, which in some ways has a more diabolic possibility. Definitely more conspiracy surrounding it. Yes. There's a lot of weird stuff around Freemasonry. They may or may not be nefarious <laughs> oh gosh we haven't used our nefarious word for a long time yeah good i'm glad you said it nefarious 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 want to say it a bunch of times <laughs> yeah anyway okay yeah so this organization 
the Freemasons has a long history. But along with that, the Elks also have a history. And I think we mentioned last time that there's a, a part of their procedure every time they meet is to, at 11 p.m., have a, have a moment of silence for their fallen brothers or the brothers that have died before. Right. And so they actually recite a poem. And we have that poem. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. Let's check it out right okay. now. Here's the baritone boss, the voice in the darkness, the one that soothes you to sleep with his passionate and interesting voice that comes from the depths of his soul and is bared forth to you in story and perfection. (laughs) It's from his diary. You have heard the tolling of 11 strokes. This is to remind us that with Elks, the hour of 11 has tender significance. Wherever Elks may roam, whatever their lot in life may be, When this hour falls upon the dial of night, the great heart of Elkdom swells and throbs. It is the golden hour of recollection, the homecoming of those who wander, the mystic roll call of those who will come no more. Living or dead, Elks are never forgotten, never forsaken. Morning and noon may pass them by. The light of day sink heedlessly in the west, But ere the shadows of midnight shall fall, the chimes of memory will be peeling forth the friendly message to our absent members. You know, I got to say, that is an awesome voice. His voice is great. We've got to come up with a name for him. We need a name for him. The baritone, I like it, baritone boss. The voice in the darkness. Ooh, either one. Or baritone boss, a.k.a. the voice in the darkness. The voice. And his real name's Peter. Peter. And he is awesome. <laughs> he has an awesome voice. Peter, thank you so much for doing these. Um, I've got some stuff for you. I haven't given it to you yet, but I've got stuff for you. <laughs> I promise. So please do this often for us. We should ask him if he has a name that's like something he likes to go by. or What's like better than a voice in the darkness? Or bar- I don't know. What would you call it first? The baritone boss. The baritone boss. Baritone like boss sounds like a jazz singer who's trying to make a name for himself. Well, he's like right there on the edge of baritone and bass. So baritone boss kind of splits the middle. Mm. I like it. So I'm going to call him baritone boss till I know better. So yeah. baritone boss, thank you. You rock. We want to use you a lot. And hopefully we can reciprocate in some meaningful way for you. Yep. And I should say... That the opener, the voice at the very beginning of our episode is your grandpa. Yep. Doing a scary story that terrified me as a child. Yep. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. He would tell us that story. We'd be outside. We lived out in the country. We'd be outside. Sometimes he'd build a little fire out there and he'd stand around and he'd tell you that story. And he was lit from the bottom and the flickery orange lights. And he would tell the story of little orphan Annie. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think you probably heard it. Oh, yeah. I heard it a hundred times. And he told us. And so last time I was down there, my dad, he's getting up there in age a little bit. Um, But I said, Dad, can you tell that story? And it took him a few times, but we got it and recorded it for... It's cool, too, because now it's it's, it's immortalized. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Eternalized, immortalized. <laughs> but it, it'll, it, we have it now. I know. Where and we can pa- really share that. Cool we can pass it on to the kids. My kids will hear it. Yeah. 
and yep. hopefully and we'll be sitting in the same spooky basement going man that's creepy picturing the same things it'll be cool and you hear things like you know in cubby hole and press what mm-hmm. in the heck is cubby hole and press i don't know what that is i don't know either. but it sounds creepy yeah it does <laughs> but anyway <laughs> that was my dad his name's john and yep. so we have three generations on this podcast that's pretty cool and yeah. my son you might hear yeah if you're a little kid's voice in the, in the background, background that's, that's my son generation so four. number four <laughs> 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 that's pretty cool <laughs> which kind of makes me think we should maybe mention that we're kind of having a family shindig right now we've yeah. got my sister my beautiful wife my mom my beautiful wife and my kiddos your little nephew and my and niece and nieces. nephew yeah, and they're all running so. around we do a christmas tradition where everybody comes over we bake cookies well i say we they where we go hide away and do other things usually but so they're out there running around usually they kind of are a little quieter so you don't pick it up but i know i know for a fact that there is noise that is going to come through yeah because i heard your son running around yelling yep i heard the ladies working on with mixers and blenders and giggling and Mm -hmm. cackling you said cackling i said cackling (laughs) i don't know if it's actually cackling i don't know but they're having fun yeah they're having a good time. We're having a good time. Yes. So if you hear that, that's what that's all about. Mm-hmm. All right. We got another clip to play. It's Brian, my brother-in-law. My uncle. My wife's brother. My wife's uncle-in-law. Something like that. <laughs> We're going to let him tell his story. He's going to explain a couple little things. Sweet. Here we go. Hey, it's Brian over at the gate. I... This will start with, I'd, I'd heard stories about uh, voices and sounds and shadows happening from construction workers who were here, who'd come in at night and uh, finish up some of their work for the day. But uh, I first experienced it personally when myself and another manager were finishing up, everyone gone. Then she stopped and asked, did you hear that? We were both quiet for a few seconds. Then we heard a woman yell what sounded like, hello, like a hello. We both got goosebumps and I turned and looked to the doors and out the windows. My initial thought was that someone needed in, like they had forgotten their credit or debit card or their phone or maybe their keys, but uh, no one was at any of the windows or any of the doors. Couldn't see anyone and it was pretty freaky. After that is when Ez heard those chains downstairs that you put in uh, the, the first part of this podcast series. And then I guess my first personal introduction to who we called James was uh, the stool video when I was upstairs and uh, mopping up the, the bar when I heard stools scraping on the concrete downstairs I stopped and figured it was Chris the general manager who was here with me moving tables around for maybe a banquet down there the next day but a few seconds later Chris walked out of the office and around into the kitchen to turn the dining room lights off When he walked back in there, he noticed some stools in front of the basement bar had been pushed out when he looked up at the the, the camera. So he rewound it and did the playback to see who or when the stools downstairs were pushed back and he saw those stools being pushed. We went down to investigate those stools and uh, it was kind of like a Scooby and Shaggy episode where I'm going down the stairs in the dark and he's behind me and we're both kind of freaked out and kind of like halfway giggling because we're half scared, half laughing. (laughs) Excited, I guess. Um, So yeah, we went down there and uh, I, we turned on the lights and I even checked for wires to see if someone was pulling a prank on us. Nothing there. So 
it was weird because it was exactly what I heard. The scraping down there was what we caught on camera. And, and, and to this day, when I hear someone moving chairs around down there, I get that weird feeling like, is it happening again? But uh, it hasn't happened since. And then I personally have never seen the hat man. I've never seen James. Um, I've had some co-workers tell me like uh, when I was sitting next to one of them one night, all closed up, it was just the two of us enjoying a beer after our shift. And we were uh, in the dark, the only lights were the bar lights. And she just stopped talking and just got really weirded out because she saw the hat man standing behind us, staring at us. Yeah, I'm waiting to see him, I'm waiting to talk to him. Um, I guess I did talk to him through that, uh, that little, uh, I don't know what it's called, some machine with white noise and then the spirits speak through it. And so that's when we found out his name is James and that's when I knew that he and I were buds because he made a red light go all the way to the red when we asked him if I was his favorite employee. So yeah, I'm his favorite employee. I bring him whiskey shots every now and then. That was a great story from Brian. A couple yeah. of stories actually kind of gives his own perspective he mentioned he'd never really actually had contact with him other than with the paranormal mm -hmm. and he'd never seen the shadow man but he'd yeah. heard that he'd experienced other things but yeah. as far as as far as hat man he hadn't seen him yeah he just had the experience doing the evp yeah with the with people that the, came up from paranormal investigators and yeah which same, he's his favorite I just got to say, so uh, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of a skeptic on this stuff. I, Brian, I think, is a true believer. I don't know where you are, but for me, I'm more of a skeptical. So I'm, I'm looking at that video footage and I'm saying, ah, oh, this could have happened. Or I'm listening to uh, Esmeralda. Was that her name? I think so, yeah. Um, as, as, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Esmeralda. And, and you know, hearing this crash, like a metal gate or grate crashing down, I'm thinking, well, there's a big grate right above your head if something were to hit that hard. Because they have this grate that's actually part of that first level above, you know, it's the first floor level, the first level floor. <laughs> it's hard to explain unless you've been there, but they have a section of the yeah. floor that's actually a big grate. I kind of remember that, I think. And and then the steps go down on right. that, from that grate area. It depends on what you mean by grate noise too. I know, I know, but that's just what I think There's about. like, I, I pictured like a chain link fence, like... <laughs> You know, like kind of a yeah, rally. like a clang. And but that floor would never go. No, but you know, if, like if something fell on it or somebody stomped on the that's edge. True. But if she was yeah. the only one there, you yeah. know, I don't know. But I'm a skeptic, so right. my mind goes to those things. Like, oh, it could be this, or it could. Be I that. do, I do think Brian at least he's he's real when he's telling us about it because oh, absolutely, he's not doing like that polished like every freaking abduction or bigfoot story it's like i remember i was driving down a, a dark road <laughs> yeah. and it was three past midnight and there was two beers in my passenger seat and one beer was facing <laughs> to the left and the other one was still half yeah. open from the night before and i had one flat tire and they always have like too much detail it's too polished yeah yeah, yeah yeah i i agree it's like it's been rehearsed it's mm -hmm. been told a thousand times and it feels like brian's just like yeah i remember this one yeah. guy said this thing well it's new to him yeah Exactly. It's all new. And and that's one thing. So as skeptical as I am, I'm not poo-pooing the idea that of their experiences because right. they're experiencing something. But my mind tries to explain them away. I try right. to find reasonable things that maybe could have caused those things yeah. to happen. I mean, you should. And, you know, because I go out and I'm I'm not a ghost hunter, but <laughs> I'm I'm game for experiencing. I want to know the yeah, truth. Cool. You know, I'm going all Fox Mulder on this thing. I want to know. I, yep. I want to believe. You know, but, but it's not happening for me yet. It's a weird deal. 
because it has so much emotion wrapped up yeah. in these stories. And people hear stuff. They're experiencing something. They're scared. And it is burned and etched into their memories. But like, you know, even like Brian, uh, the other Brian, my, my friend Brian. Right. So who man. told his story when he was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, even that, you think, well, he was a 12-year-old kid. He was impressionable. Yeah. But Brian, knowing Brian, that Brian, he <laughs> is not what you would call somebody who is like, quick to believe those kinds of things. He's a little stories. more skeptical and logical. He is. Anyway. So to hear him say that because of that experience, that when people talk about hat man or shadow people, he is quick to believe them because he has experienced something. Right. That means a lot to me. So that helps me think, okay, it's not a bunch of wackos out there having these mass delusions, but something's actually taking place. Yeah. So anyway, this was a, this was a fun kind of, dive into some of the experiences for What's some of these going people going on at Milner's gate. Yeah. Other than delicious tuna towers. Yeah. yeah. And we have tuna towers. I'm hungry right now. Let's you, just go to Twin Falls. Let's toss in tuna tower. We got a couple hours. It ruins my whole train of thought. <laughs> my mouth is salivating. Mm. <laughs> you mean salmonating. Associating. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just think this is a really fascinating uh, kind of little dive into this whole topic of paranormal activity and spooky things in strange places. Yeah. And it's cool that we got a connection there mm-hmm. so we can kind of, you know, maybe get a little, get some first tour, stuff. maybe turn the lights off. Yeah. You know, I don't know if going our on. listeners Google this kind of stuff. There is so much out there. Oh yeah. You'll find videos of, of uh, Hatman. You'll find videos of goblins and all yep. kinds of weird stuff. Anything you want. Yeah. To me, that just makes me less likely to believe. Right. Because some of it is so hokey. Yeah, it's like saturated. So maybe the, the ones that are more believable have all these this cloud of just hokey. Controversy around it. You know, Slendermans and yeah. all this stuff around it. So when you finally get to something that's like, dang, you're kind of like, oh, that's jaded. stupid. I already, already jaded. saw that camera yeah. trick, you know. Right. And Right. And what's really fun is because we are talking about several different kinds of paranormal activities or manifestations. We've got hat man. We've got shadow people. We've got voices. You know, Brian just talked about that voice. Mm-hmm. We've got like, what do they call the little light orbs? And you've got things that are moving inexplicably. There's mm-hmm. a, at, at Milner's Gate, that was the chairs, but also the fryer vat. Um, oh, yeah, the video. Things. There's a video... For those of you that haven't seen her, we haven't talked about it, I don't think. There's a, a video. Bit. There's like two cooks in the kitchen at Milner's Gate, and they're all kind of uh-huh. doing their thing, prepping food. Looks and the like security one guy's video. cutting something yeah. up. And in the security video, you can see just one of the fryer baskets yeah, in like a tray kind of starts sliding out, and it just falls, bounces off the fryer, and lands on the floor. Yeah. And the guy just kind of looks at it like, oh, there it is what again. What the heck? And then he turns around and takes his glove off and. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's that's another thing, you know, that we didn't really talk about either. Brian has talked to a lot of the people that worked on the building and the reconstruction mm-hmm. of Milner's Gate. And they all had weird experiences. Well, not all, but a lot of weird experiences happened. And they were communicated to Brian. It's like, oh, yeah, we heard this thing or we saw this thing or this thing happened. And it's weird. Right. And so it's not just like a couple little things, you know. There's been enough going on there that it all ties together and perks everybody's attention span up. Yeah. It ratchets up their 
viewing. Yeah. You know? They're a little more, uh, their spider senses are kind of yeah. always tingling. They're tingling, yeah. So they get any little whiff of something weird or like that shadow in the corner from the mm-hmm. car driving by even makes them jump a little because there's already this yeah. is it that? aura is it james yeah yeah so so it's weird not that we're saying there's no chance anything's happening there but right it kind of uh there's like a what do they call it an expectation it makes me think of like that ghostbusters clip and he's like mass hysteria yeah <laughs> it kind of just everybody Cats builds dogs off of living together mass hysteria yep. yeah everything just kind of like Love that line. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Kind of like that. You end up kind of feeling that energy. And feeding off of it. And then it's always in the back of your mind. So you're, if you see something or experience something, that's where your mind goes immediately. Yep. Power of suggestion. So as we go on in our next uh, episode, we're going to talk a little more about a different kind of place, the TB hospital. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about different kinds of manifestations because what we want to do after we kind of give you these strange things that happen at these strange places. We're going to talk about what are the categories of paranormal experiences? Mm-hmm. What are these things? Cause they actually have categories. Yep. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some weird stuff, like maybe exorcisms, demonic activity, that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to talk about what else these might be. We're going to talk about, is this just like um, kind of a psychosis that people are trained to experience and believe? And it's going to be fun. We're going to get a little deep, but we're also going to make it lighthearted. We're not about, you know, it's almost Christmas. We're not trying to like ruin Christmas by reprojecting Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think we missed this. We were like a month and a half too late. Yeah, pretty much. But that's okay. That's good. Maybe we'll do a strange thing about Christmas because there's a lot of strange things there are about a lot Christmas. Of strange things. Yeah. But anyway, that's another episode. <laughs> See, we got so many episodes. We, we could, we're good. We're yeah. set. We're set. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to do, Austin? Maybe a cheers out. Yep. Yeah. I'll so send you out with a little sip of dragon's milk. A little dragon's milk. Thank you guys for listening. If you are so inclined, please rate us. Oh, yes. Give us likes. Um, Go to our Twitter feed. Go to our Instagram feed. Go to our all of our feeds. Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Um, We've got some cool swag that's coming on. The store is starting to come online. Keep an eye out for that. I'm sure we'll warn you when that's going. Yeah. But uh, it's just all of them are a strange thing at whatever. So at Facebook, it's at a strange thing. On all of the apps, it's something a strange thing. So if you can remember a strange thing, if you can remember your husband who is a strange thing, <laughs> you've got it. You're kind of implying everybody has a husband out there. Okay. You're, if you've got a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or a wife, or and you say, hey. A, a cat, th- a dog. And they are a strange thing. A mirror. That is a strange thing. Yeah. Who's They're, in the mirror looking at you? A strange thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. But anyway, you guys have a great holiday season. Hopefully we'll get one or maybe two episodes in before. Fingers crossed. The holiday season. Yeah. Until then, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy whatever Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. All of the other ones Merry that we're Christmas, missing. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Taters. All right. Taters. Taters.